What are the challenges facing a major city during COVID-19? Hi, it's Chris. Austin Mayor Steve Adler addressed that question, as well as differences in how he's governed Austin relative to other cities like New York or Chicago. What he expects with Austin's finances going forward. What will happen to the city's music and creative sector and more. A note, Mayor Adler made his statements in a conference call on Sunday with, as you'll hear, some Q&A. As a result, this episode runs slightly longer than our regular six minutes or less. Mayor, the floor is yours. Thanks for the opportunity to, to join. I'm going to address uh, the three questions that were presented to me. The first being, what is the challenge for a city uh, during a pandemic? And there are numerous ones, and I'll, I'll list them. Uh, the first is uh, dealing with uh, the illness and the deaths. Uh, what we're seeing right now in our nursing homes uh, is, is, is something that just is absolutely heartbreaking and in, Heartbreaking because there seems to be little that we can uh, effectively do, uh, but also watching what's happening on construction sites and in the Hispanic communities and communities that are most vulnerable. Uh, so there's the actual uh, illness itself, but beyond that is the economic distress and suffering. We were at a 2.2% unemployment rate before this hit. We had 1,500 people uh, asking for unemployment insurance. Back in February, we're up to 80,000 people now. We're losing iconic restaurants and music venues. I fear we'll lose the artists and musicians uh, and the small businesses in our city. The challenge is trying to decide between saving lives and opening up for economy because there's a trade-off between those two things that you can't avoid, and that's the great moral question. Uh, is dealing with the social, mental, and community challenges. Uh, cities just are built on social interaction. It's the, it's the morale of a city. Uh, but it's also dealing with the increased spousal and child abuse that is occurring and the increased mental illness uh, crises uh, that we're seeing in the city. Um, another challenge, though, that you welcome is maximizing the opportunity to really become more sustainable and resilient. Uh, we have the opportunity to address historic and institutional inequity than we are now. Uh, but we have a chance to really do it in an ongoing and, and, and permanent way that didn't present itself before. And for Austin, we have the challenges of being a blue city and a red state, uh, the politicization of this crisis, uh, the difficulty in being able to message to our community the, the seriousness of the, the virus. Uh, that I fear may lead to a difficulty in mobilizing our community when we need to do it the most. I was asked the difference between the way we handled uh, this as compared to cities like New York and Chicago, and I'd say that we were fortunate in Austin to be out front early. Uh, I canceled South by Southwest uh, the first week in March, and at the time that I did that, it was quite the uh, outlier, not so much now, but it was very traumatic at the time. It was canceling an, an event that had brought us uh, $356 million in uh, uh, economic activity about the size of a Super Bowl uh, just the year earlier. I knew when we did that that we'd be putting people out of work and, and really impacting businesses that look to that 10-day period of time for their profit margin for the uh, year. Uh, it was in March 18th that um, Governor Cuomo was saying that uh, there would never be a stay-at-home order uh, in New York City, uh, it's uh, interesting how things change as, as events change. Uh, but at that point in time, our city was already beginning to do stay-at-home 
uh, voluntarily, because we were talking about it so much, trying to get our state to take statewide action. And when they didn't, Austin joined with the other large metropolitan areas in our city to to move forward ourselves. We, uh, acting in concert, were able to take uh, almost 60% of our state's population uh, and put them into a stay-at-home situation uh, long before uh, uh, our state was ready to, 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 to act on its own. Right now, I think the differences are is that uh, in Austin, we're focusing more on triggers than on benchmarks. Benchmarks uh, being the standards that you need to meet in order to be able to open up the economy. Um, we focus more on triggers because I, I don't have much faith that we can actually predict what a change in behavior is going to result uh, in uh, impacting a, a second surge uh, in our city. Um, that really what we have learned and earned over the last six to eight weeks is the ability to be able to predict what uh, curve we're on if you trust the models. Uh, and models now over the last six to eight weeks can be more and more tailored to our situation in Austin. Uh, but to set triggers that we can establish in our community so that whatever behaviors we do, whatever we open up, uh, we can tell early enough that we're on the wrong path if we are so that the community can re remobilize. Uh, another difference is that we're a blue city in a red state, unlike New York and, uh, and, and Chicago. Finally, what's it looking for? How's it looking going forward? We're going to raise taxes, reduce expenditures, or run a deficit. We're in a relatively good place in Austin. We actually had larger reserves than our financial policies called for. So we were able to hit our reserves early and still be at our reserve limit. Uh, we're lucky we have a population larger than most that can work from home. Uh, we're still seeing increased business relocation interest, maybe even actually expanded. Uh, but we're probably going to do all those things. We have a hiring freeze. We're going to be do reducing expenditures. We can't run a deficit except for capital expenses. Uh, so we're looking at taxes, and this is the heartbreaking thing for us. Uh, we were actually moving toward finally putting on the ballot public transit for our city, uh, increasing property taxes by 20% with this phenomenal electorate that we'll have in November, and now we don't know what to do. After a statement, the mayor was asked about UT Austin and what would happen if students or others disobeyed social distancing requirements and how the city of Austin could protect itself. Oh, we know what we said from the very beginning is that there are not enough deputy sheriffs and police officers to enforce our way to the kind of decrease in physical interactions necessary to, to upset the spread of the virus. It really does take uh, community will and, and culture and, and, and expectation. Uh, real early in this uh, 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 pandemic, uh, we had a group of students at the University of Texas that uh, made the decision to go to Cabo uh, and also to uh, Mardi Gras, uh, and they came back. And that was one of our first large surges, uh, and it put the highlight uh, and the spotlight on university students uh, in, in a way that, you know, perhaps was, was even a little bit unfair. Uh, but we have always been dependent on and will continue to be dependent on the degree to which uh, we it's, it's a cultural thing. And and that's why the, the messaging and the communication is so incredibly important and and why we're in we're in trouble uh, when when uh, my governor and I uh, start expressing two different messages about how serious this virus is. And this is another follow up question. A substantial portion of the industry is is the music and restaurant businesses 
located on 5th and 6th Street. What are you going to do about that? Because they require a certain level of, of social gathering to be financially survivable. What are you going to do to allow their uh, ongoing existence? Well, we need, we need to help those folks survive. Uh, you know, there's, they're incredibly creative, innovative people. So we have this uh, plethora now of evening concerts and, and online uh, events, um, but, it's, but it barely tides anyone over. It's going to take direct relief. Uh, the, and that's what the council is using our federal dollars in part for uh, and the, the reserve capacity that we have uh, with rental assistance for, for artists, with uh, the uh, shopping foreclosures on, on venues. This is where the, the direct um, uh, assistance is most needed because we have to be able to sustain these folks. You know, as we start moving into an open economy, and I would imagine our governor is going to open up bars uh, this coming week uh, with occupancy uh, limits. And the truth is, is that I can't say, no matter how much intuitively or anecdotally I believe what that impact is going to be, I can't know for sure. Uh, how that's going to impact uh, the curves that we're on. I'm only going to know once we actually start seeing what happens with increased hospitalizations in the city, which is what we're focusing on, which is why I'm trying to educate the community on triggers uh, so that if we end up in the wrong path, uh, we have time to be able to act. Because I think those, those facilities are going to start opening. People want them to open. We've done too good a job. In, in, in lowering the, the curve, uh, too many people think that this just is not serious.